Hey, LifeBridge. Uh, as a part of our conference week, we are going to be hosting a course on Saturday morning, November 11th from 8.30 to noon. Uh, we'll have some donuts and some breakfast items there. I don't know if you can call it a full breakfast, but we'll have donuts and coffee there uh, and some lunch afterwards. We'll order that for you as well. Uh, the course is going to be on the onset of artificial intelligence. Okay, Artificial intelligence is here. Uh, sometimes it feels like the beginning of a game of hide and seek, whether you're ready or not. Here it comes. You've likely heard varying reactions to it. Some are marveling at its potential uh, for increased productivity and technological advancement. Some are greatly concerned about its potential for exploitation, misinformation, the loss of humanity or human connection. Uh, in this course, we'll discuss the onset of AI from a biblical perspective. That's our goal. We don't claim to have all the answers, but we want to open up the topic and have a conversation together. And at the onset, we, we want it to be clear about this. Okay, this course is for everybody. So not just those who are in the tech industry. And that's because AI will eventually influence just about every aspect of our society. If you're a teacher or a parent, your kids and students may already be using AI. So how do you guide them through the use of it from a biblical perspective? That's going to be one of the most widespread examples of it, but it's going to affect just about every industry to some degree. So in this course, it's going to be very practical, biblically-based conversation about how we as Christians can think through the onset of AI in our society. We want to represent Christ well in every facet of our lives. So how we respond to this new disruptive technology is a really important part of that. Again, in this course, we don't claim to have all the answers. We don't know where it's ultimately headed. Uh, we just want to take the time at the outset of this technological onset to think through it with as much biblical clarity as we possibly can together. So to introduce the course and hopefully pique your interest a little bit, we thought we would record a short podcast to talk about it. So I'm here with Jay Rogers, who's our resident techie, and John Hurst, who's been working with AI and thinking through it a lot over the last year in his profession and personal life. All right. So with that, let's, uh, let's hear from John and Jay a little bit about their experiences with AI and try to, try to build some of, the, uh, some of the background information or the baseline information that we need for the course and hopefully... Um, make the course sound a little bit more appealing to you. So, yeah. um, all right. So Jay, first of all, can you give us just like a basic working definition of AI? Explain to us a little bit for the, for the lay person about like how it's a little different than Google or other search engines today. So can I give the definition that AI gave me? Yes, go. Okay. AI or artificial intelligence is like having a super smart computer that can do more than just search things for you on the internet like Google. Imagine Google is like a really good librarian who helps find books in a big library. Google knows where the books are, but doesn't understand what's written inside them. It just looks for the words you tell it to find. AI is like having a robot friend who not only finds the books, but also reads them and understands the stories. It can learn from the stories and even write new ones. So AI is like a super duper smart helper <laughs> that can help do much more regular than search engines. So that was the explain like I'm five definition of AI. So AI put super duper in there? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. I did not. That wasn't a J that, that insertion. Is, okay. That is not for me. All right. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. So John, anything to add to that or fill in around that definition? Let's, let's kind of, let's move it out of the, what AI said about itself. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, John, what do you think? Yeah, I think what, what I would add to that is um, building on what Jay described in that definition is that 
it, it even though it looks and acts and feels like it's really smart, what it is is it's crunching so much data that it's able to put it together in ways um, that are novel or unique. But in the end, it's still a computer. It's just doing a whole nother level of stuff than Google search would do. Like Jay said, instead of just finding you the book, it's crunched all the data in the book. And so now it's using all that data to give you back an answer. Mm. Uh, so when you interact with it, it feels like you're interacting with something that really understands and knows just like you understand and know, mm -hmm. but it's really simulating that process. Trying to understand, you know, what, what it is and what it isn't gets confusing to us because mm -hmm. it's sure, you know, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, you kind of <laughs> wonder if it's a duck, right? Yeah. Yeah. It feels so natural typing in a question and then getting a natural question written back to you in real time. So it's like, uh, in my experience, when I type something in, it's like a, it's like a faster Google, right? Where in a lot of ways it just like, sends a lot of information back at you without me having to go and click at all of the links. And you guys did a great job of articulating how it's different than that as well, as did AI. I was going to say, I didn't do anything. Point. All I did was just no. put it into the system and it told me. Okay. <laughs> but, what, but what you did do, Jay, is you're doing what's called prompt writing. Yeah, exactly. Which is um, in this new world that we live in now, writing the prompt or writing mm. the question <laughs> to ask the computer mm -hmm. becomes now the new... Yes way to be creative, essentially. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's super important. So, so you guys have worked with AI in your fields in a number of different ways. So through this, I think people will get to hear a little bit about your story too, and what you guys do for a living. So feel free to feel free to take a tangent onto there a little bit as well if you need to. But how have you seen AI not only affecting your job, we'll get to that question next, but how have you seen AI so far affecting your industry? So, Jay, why don't you go first? Well, I'm a software developer, so I've spent, uh, has it been 16 years of pushing buttons on a computer? Um, this is definitely the biggest change I've ever seen in my industry. We're starting to see what's called the new gold rush of all these guys developing AI-based software. We're just a two-person team, which is great. For us, it's a huge tool because it allows a two-person team to now compete with a, like a 10-person team very mm. quickly. Mm. But it's definitely something that in our industry of software development, even though that I'm writing computer code, I use it to help me write more computer code mm. and better computer code. Mm. So, uh, yeah, you in, in our industry, if you're not embracing it, you're going to fall behind kind mm. of thing. So I have no choice. Yeah. It's sink or swim, and I'm choosing to swim. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it has it X. Well, we'll get to that question later. Yeah, yeah, John, yeah, how yeah. about you? How have you seen it affecting your industry? Yeah, so I work in as director of innovation for a nonprofit that helps people um, use the language they speak, and there's 7,000 languages in the world, so that's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And language is directly tied to all of this AI stuff because the, what, what changed 12 months ago is the computer could not talk to you. Mm. So all of a sudden, language, any language, became something that it could use. The way we're seeing it change is that the ability to translate things into almost any language of the world is becoming possible very quickly. Mm. Like, there'll be a day in the next few years where anyone anywhere in the world will be able to get off an airplane and say to the taxi driver or Uber driver, whatever you're using, uh, will be able to say, take me to this hotel and um, make sure that I'm there by this certain time or whatever it is or how long will it take. And you won't have to know any other language to have that simple mm. kind of interaction. Mm. 
And so fundamentally, language as barrier is going to be going away. And so that is radically changing everything about what we do Mm. because all of a sudden language is more about identity than it is about a barrier to be overcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Uh, Both of you guys and the way that you're using it. Um, Yeah. One of the things that we want to do in this course is, is help everybody see in different industries, whether you're in translation and language or working in software development, how AI is going to be influencing it to various degrees and, and how we can practically as Christians kind of step into this time or this new era, like Jay, you said this was the, the biggest development that you've seen in your industry. How can we step into this and how can we handle it with, uh, with grace, peace, and all of the good things that Christ calls us to. Um, so next, how have you guys specifically used it in your work? Jay, you mentioned you, it helps you write software code. Yeah. Um, is that the bulk uh, of what you do, use with it? I, I use it to improve my writing. So I had somebody who got in trouble with the law back in the day, but he's really turned his life to Christ and, and really redeemed himself. And he uh, is in a process of, of applying for a partnership with the governor. And so I wrote this really nice letter, but I needed to make sure that that letter was being targeted at this pardon board. And and I told the AI, I said, pretend that you're part of that pardon board. Mm. I want you to take my letter and make it sound really compelling that Mm. this is an exceptional case. And it took my writing and it made it feel like I hired an attorney at like Mm. $500 an hour to write it. Wow. And and it generated it in probably about 30 seconds. Mm. Mm. So that was, that was pretty wild. And I also use it to renovate my bathroom. Nice. So um, just the other day I was doing some drywalling and I said, hey, um, I took a picture. I said, you know, I have this beading it's called. And I said, it's, it's hitting the, the shower. I'm concerned about it. And it said, okay, yep, you definitely have it overlapping on the shower. And if you were to drywall over that, what would happen is moisture would get behind your shower and cause problems. So that was pretty mind-blowing. We don't have to contact Bevan anymore. Yeah. We can just throw it into chat GPT. <laughs> yeah, Bevan's schedule will appreciate that. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> John, how about you? Well, you know, I think um, just like you, I've used it both in a professional way as well as more of a uh, just a life, you know, mm-hmm. kind of things happening in your life. Like what I was actually talking to my mom and one of the ways she's used it is, uh, is she planned her garden with it. Hmm. She explained to ChatGPT what kind of garden she wanted to plant at the front. And she even asked it where to buy the plants. It gave her pricing. That's crazy. And, and what plants to buy, where to put them. Wow. Um on a more of a, of a work basis, one of the things I did was I needed to write an agreement between two departments in our organization on how we're going to work together. Mm-hmm. But I wanted it to feel really relational and it, not legally, but really something that would uh, be like we're partnering, we're working together as a team. Mm-hmm. So I had ChatGPT give me all the sections of a good service level agreement but then give them to me in a way that was very much collaborative and team oriented rather mm. than a legal contract. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, you can, you can do all kinds of uh, very, very interesting things. I think the, but probably the most likely way that I think I'm realizing is that, um, well, there's sites like ChatGPT that are a very specific instance of it. Mm-hmm. More and more AI is just going to be built into everything we use so whether it's your Alexa, your Google Dot, your um, your Ring doorbell, Microsoft Word is now going to have a copilot. 
you know, Canva, if you use that. Well, let me stop you there, John. Microsoft Word has always had the paperclip. <laughs> it has. That's true. So <laughs> I don't know. You just got a lot smarter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the paperclip has a bigger brain. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. Keep going, please. No, that's all I was going to say. It's yeah. just, I'm realizing that in a lot of cases, it won't be me going to a special thing yeah. because it's going to be baked into pretty much mm -hmm. everything I use, including my car, you know, yeah. your refrigerator, on and on and on, right? Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, to just put this into scale, like I viewed ChatGPT when it came out. My first day of using it was like uh, the first day of using dial-up internet. So that was like, you know, hearing all that screeching and all that other stuff. I was like, wow, I could get online. ChatGPT was like kind of like when it made it accessible. And my first day of using it, I knew that this was going to be groundbreaking. And even after about a year of using it now, I truly believe that this will be a bigger revolution in AI than it was to get the internet. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's the scale. Dang. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm personally letting that sink in for a minute. That's a, uh, that's a pretty big transformation. Um, Huge. Yeah. So that was your, that was your first reaction to it. Um, John, what was yours? What was your first reaction to uh, hearing about AI, maybe even just like using it for the first time or experiencing it? And, and what was your what was kind of your gut feeling about it? Yeah, I think I think the thing that that jumped out at me right away is um, we in the church especially are not prepared mm -hmm. for what this tool is going to request of us, mm -hmm. meaning the discernment and the ability to say, when would I, when should I use it? You know, what would I do with it? When is it inappropriate? When is it crossing the line and doing things that God is meant for me to do? I, I just really had this sense right away that, wow, I need to get into God's word and be praying and thinking about the implications of this mm -hmm. or else um, I'm going to end up doing things that aren't very honoring to God and, and don't really advance his kingdom pretty easily. And without even hardly realizing it. Mm -hmm. Dude, you just perfectly set up the course. That's what the course <laughs> is all about. That's what we're going for is how to how to think through the onset of AI from a biblical perspective. And to do so, again, with the peace and confidence and truth, that comes from having the Holy Spirit dwelling within us from God's Word. Um, so last question for, for both of you guys. There, there's a lot of conversation around this, and I know that it's impossible to predict at this point, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah, Jay, yeah. like you said, like the onset of at the onset of dial-up internet, nobody, I don't think anybody was thinking TikTok, right? <laughs> nobody was thinking Instagram, all of this in on a device that's in the palm of your hands, right? Nobody, right? nobody was thinking that. So there's no way to foresee really all of the uses and where this is going. But you guys, you guys are more well-read on this than I am and probably than anybody else in our church. Um, so what, what do you see as like the best case use scenario uh, for AI, at least right now. As I as I listen to a lot of the thought leaders that are kind of driving the agenda for where this is going, I think the the most ideal potential future is one where we discover in a whole new way what it means to be really human. Mm, that's good. And a lot of the things that we have adopted or taken on through modernity as we've mechanized everything, that really were very dehumanizing things. Like think about a lot of work that we do today is not very human filling. Mm -hmm. It's rote, repetitive, 
kind of stuff you got to do because you got to get a million widgets done. Mm -hmm. But it's not stuff that like gives you life and joy so much, right? Yeah. So I think the ideal scenario, if um, if we used it in really wise and creative and spirit-led ways, was that it would make us more and more human mm -hmm. by allowing us to use tools to do things to take the dehumanized things away. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's in my mm -hmm. mind that's like the super optimistic version yeah. of where <laughs> we could end up. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good, and I'll. I'm going to ask you a worst case scenario next, but that's the super hopeful, super positive version. So Jay, what's your, what's your hopeful best case scenario use of AI? Well, we're going to become more efficient. There's no question about that. But the other thing that's going to be crazy too, is we can now take this system and input it or what we were talking about before prompt design. And we create these prompts, put them all into the AI and can say like, Hey, give us your 10 best guesses on how to solve cancer. And the way that it can interpret and, and just go through so much data that we, our brains can't even like even start to understand, like it, it's insane the speed that it can do it at mm. and, and how much data can actually sift through. Yeah. So, uh, there's, there's going to be lots of advancements in that. I I see the, the connection of humanity becoming even tighter, like in John's exact use case like live translation mm -hmm. like it, it's it's going to be instant you know things like that so there's there's going to be a lot of good things with it but um with this great power comes great responsibility as well yes. thanks uncle ben yes yeah. <laughs> perfect yes so let's let's go right into worst case like where what are some of the potential dangers and we may not we may not even go to like worst case scenario no, doomsday no, 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 stuff no, no, no. but like what are it's too easy to be creative with it yeah you know we can okay. pull up any sci-fi novel and be like yep. oh well this this is what happens but <laughs> i honestly like let's just take a let's take a realistic look at what we have today right like uh let's look at something like social media okay that that kind of like started buzzing around 2007 it's been around for x amount of years and and now all of a sudden we're, we're getting to where society's adopted it we've seen the goods we've seen the bad as a society, misinformation is a very big thing. It's not in just our society. It's in every democratic society. Uh, but, you know, I believe that AI is going to only add more fuel to that fire. Mm -hmm. So we need to be more disciplined on where we find our truths and just be aware of the tools that think is people try to manipulate us, uh, the tools that they have and how they can do it. Because... It's already being used yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Deep fakes are a thing, right? And AI is generating a lot of those. So, mm -hmm. yep, absolutely. John, what do you think? Yeah, I think especially immediately, Jay, what you've just hit on is, is I think the most immediate greatest danger. I would go one step beyond that one. In my, in my answer would be that, um, that we lose community and humanity as we... You know, when you don't use a muscle after a while, mm -hmm. it, you, it, you lose it, right? Yeah. That's kind of how it works. Well, the same is true if you rely on a machine for things that are fundamentally human things, you lose the ability to do those human things. Mm -hmm. So, like, have a conversation with someone other than a computer. Mm -hmm. Or, or um, you know, just all those kind of things that, that you might imagine might happen as a result of relying on a computer. And I go back to Wally. Right. And, and I think about the guy, all the, the people up in the spaceship and what, what were they doing? They they lost certain abilities because of reliance on the AI that was embedded in that ship and serving them. 
and they were not actually able to then do something about the new information they had. Um, that's part of that plot. I mean, you can watch that movie. But the idea is that if we don't have a way to practice the things that make us truly human, we lose them. Mm. And I think we can think of some pretty catastrophic losses, and then there's some pretty inane ones, you know, mm -hmm. that you could imagine as well. Yeah. But in that area, I think is the is the, probably the greatest danger mm. to who we are and what God wants us to be. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you guys for your time, and thanks for thanks for sharing this with us, and thanks for thanks for sharing and participating in this conversation with us as a church in this uh, in this crazy time where AI is is just coming onto the scene, and you guys have been working with it longer than many many of us have, myself included. So. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your insight. And yeah, we look forward to seeing you all who are listening to this at uh, the course on Saturday, November 11th from 830 to noon. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks, guys.